Hey, good morning, Ray. <clears throat> good morning, Mike. How are you? Um, not bad, buddy. Not bad. Ready to roll. I am making you the host. Atta boy. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Very well. How are you doing? Awesome. All right, staff, right from San Francisco, man. Looks good. Morning. to be seen. Mm. Looks like you're ready to take off, pilot. This Captain is how we're Robinson. doing life, right? That's right. Head, headset and roll. <laughs> Double L, good to see you. Good morning, everybody. Big glare. gonna have to let me know if I'm too loud. I tend to talk loud in my my pilot set. I'll try. Hey, Mike, be, we it, all we all have volume controls on our devices. So, and a boy, Ray, I knew <laughs> I need your reminder, buddy. Too bad my wife doesn't have volume control. Good group coming in. That's good. All right. So let's let's get started. Hey, six thirty. You know what Paterno says? If you're if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, don't show up. Right? Okay. So let's let's follow Joe Paterno's lead. So um, let me just start this morning by saying that I've got a, a two cups of coffee in me, and I got some steroids in me, okay, and I'm ready to rock and roll. I just um, let me share my PowerPoint here to start. And I'll tell you what what we got going on in our house here a little bit, okay. Share the screen. Make sure I can navigate this, uh, Ray. Uh, look at that. Okay, so let me just give you a quick update. Okay, this is one of my favorite people in the world. 
Okay. Um, and it, it, she's just, she's a motivation to me on a, on a regular basis. So for me, uh, I just went to, uh, get an MRI yesterday and I have a blown disc and, and I'm going to see the neurosurgeon. So I can't sit down. I can't uh, do much of anything other than, you know, stand up, move. I can't find a comfortable spot. So, um, you know, for me, in, in reading, this is why I bring my favorite friend into this. This is this is Dr. Shelley White. Okay, Shelley was a college basketball player at Lebanon Valley College, um, and she was a dynamic elementary teacher. Okay, she met some boy about uh, 25 years ago, and they went like paragliding, and um, they crashed, and she never walked again. Okay, so she uh, taught for me. She worked with me. Um, she has no movement from basically the shoulders down. Okay, like she can, she can't really write. Um, she's got personal assistance, but she's one of our special education teachers. Okay, and uh, she's also a children's author. She wrote this book called The Worry Jar. Like when she crashed in this this hydroplane, whatever she was riding on. Um, one of her students used to have a worry jar in the class, and every time a kid had anxiety, they were to write it on a piece of paper and put it in a worry jar. Well, that kid came to the hospital when she was first found out she was paralyzed, and so she wrote this book called The Worry Jar. Um, so the reason I bring her up with my back surgery, I'm not going to go off on a tangent here, is um, she wrote her whole dissertation to be a doctor lying flat on her back, and somebody held the book for her to read as she studied. Okay, so she's living proof that if she can do something, you know, in pain, we all can. So I just use that as my example because I was, you know, it, it's hard to read and study and find comfort like with this back thing I got going on. But Shelly's my motivator. So that's that's kind of my disclaimer here this morning that if I'm a little loopy, get me back. Uh, it, it, it's definitely the drugs talking. So but. One of these days, I'll introduce you to Shelly. She's a phenomenal person. So let's let's dive into this. So I know I asked you to do some things in terms of last week just to, to be thoughtful about it. But, you know, I, I, I think I went a little bit too fast. I want to – it's funny. Jerry Moore is just settling into me. I like to keep slowing down and go verse by verse, Ryan. And, you know, all those times <laughs> I made fun of Jerry, I guess I'm now understanding why he likes to take things slowly. Um, but – what we've seen so far with last week, just a little bit in review, you know, we, we saw that, that four-month burden that was laid on Nehemiah's heart, okay, kind of come to fruition, okay. Um, we saw that interaction last week with the king, um, you know, as we got into the beginning of chapter two, and, and we really saw some different emotions come into play. Um, and I think they were good for us to see because we, we kind of walked that line with Nehemiah, you know, as, as he had that interaction, that monumental moment with uh, the king where, you know, he showed that sadness and that sadness could have led him to be, you know, he, he could have been killed for it. Um, he showed fear. You know, he, he, pray, he prayed in a moment of crisis and then he was also able to articulate a plan. So just that little passage there that we looked at last week was pretty powerful in terms of how we're supposed to interact in the moment okay so again we talked about knowing your why and being ready to act so i think that constantly as you go through this you know the hope is as you you, you go through nehemiah you start to settle yourself on places where you want to be 
uh, professionally, personally, you know, God's, God's laid a burden on people's hearts. And I think that's, that's a big key to Nehemiah is, you know, don't let those burdens go to waste. Um, and I think that's kind of what we walked through a little bit uh, last week. So I left it with you to kind of talk to you about, um, you know, talk to someone who's been a Christian for several years, you know, um, you know, just spend some time with them, um, you know, speaking to them about their chosen field and about, you know, why, why the Lord has put them into the position they have. Initiate the conversation. Um, let me move my box here. So one thing I want to do, I think, after this week is I want to have conversation with each of you privately, you know, just to talk through, you know, what, what, how God's, you know, laying things on your heart here, what you're thinking. Um, I'm not looking to call people out and, you know, hold them accountable beyond, you know, your own inclination. Um, but I do want to have some follow-up. I think we've got some good people in this, in this little chat space. So that's kind of what we saw last week. Okay, then in terms of what we've learned so far, okay, um, we've learned that, you know, it, it, right right from the get-go, I'm, I'm, I want to try to, by the time we get done with this, just have a lot of leadership lessons, you know, as we work with kids, as we work with other employees, you know, what can we draw from this chapter that we want our, our leaders and our organizations to be able to do? So I just try to summarize a few things um, just as they're coming to my mind, um, just some of the leadership lessons. Then obviously in the chapter two, we just talked about that a little bit. So I think as we progress through the book, you know, we're going to have a nice laundry list of things that we want to be able to take away. Any thoughts with, you know, what we've, we've gone over the first couple of weeks? Okay, let's jump into what's next. So I am really going to focus on the end of chapter two. Just really want to take our time through that and really kind of meditate on it a little bit and have some good discussion. So the first thing that I think I wanted to jump through or get into was, um, you know, Nehemiah here at this point Okay, he took off on this journey. So I think we left Nehemiah, you know, in that travel. So if you can remember, you know, we're talking from, you know, Susa to Jerusalem, and we're talking 900 miles, you know, two-month journey, three-month journey by whatever they whatever they went on, donkey? Is that what they went on, Ray? I'm not a... I'm not a, a, a theologian here, but they, they went on something I couldn't even imagine. I'm thinking about with this blown back... I couldn't even imagine going on this stinking donkey for, you know, how many months, but I guess I, I'm spoiled. Um, so he went on this, this journey. Okay. We know that he had that great plan that we went over last week, you know, about how he was so, so thoughtful of what he needed in traveling. So let's spend a little time here as we start thinking about what you do when you arrive on the scene as a leader. Okay, so the first thing he said was he went to Jerusalem and after staying there for three days. So what, what, what do you think happened when he first got there? I mean, why, why would he have just stayed there three days? It seemed like he was doing recon to me. Yeah. 
So, you know, and I'll go right to the next part of this. Okay. You use the term recon. That's great. Um, you know, I, I think as leaders, you know, the first thing we see from Nehemiah is there's got to be some, some bit of assessment, right? Well, the first thing I thought too is good Lord, you know, two or three months on a donkey, let, let's take a little nap, you know, let's, let's recover. Okay. Let, let's make sure that we're capable of tackling the next step. You know, too many times I think that, you know, we get to where we want to be and we want to get right after it, you know, and he knows that what he's going to do is going to require a, a ton of stamina, you know, so as leaders, do we provide ourselves the opportunity to just sit still you know, I, I got to imagine when he got there, he prayed over. I'm really surprised they didn't talk about him praying here at this point, you know, because I got to believe when he got to the site, when he got to where he was going to do God's work, as prayerful as Nehemiah was, it really shocked me here that there was no emphasis on prayer um, because he had three days here to himself. But maybe what it does tell us is prior to doing anything, sit still a little bit, you know, and, and, you know, you think about it, it, there should be prayer time. There should be a time of visualization. There should be a time where, um, you, you know, you, you just start to get your bearings. And I think that's where this was. So, you know, the first point that I think we pull out of this was obviously that there was something going on for the three days. Now, the next thing that, that we set out, and this is kind of the premise of, you know, I told Ray, this is a verse why I want to do this at 630. Okay. You know, Nehemiah in verse 12, it said, I set out during the night with a few others. Okay. Why do you think he went out at night? I think he didn't want anyone to know what he was doing. No distractions. I think we lost Mike. <laughs> He's frozen. Well, while he while he's not here, because he'll start talking as soon as he joins back. Uh, why else? Uh, any other thoughts on why uh, he set out at night? Yeah, I would have to agree. He probably didn't. He probably wanted to stay lay, lay low. People not notice what he's doing. Um, you know, I think anything, any time in life when we take a risk. You know you're going to have opposition. 
So uh, I think he was probably uh, just trying to lay low. Hey, there he is. How we doing? Okay. I'm not sure what's going on, man. I'm going to have to do the phone thing, and then we'll have to talk through. You guys are going to have to watch your own Bibles. Okay, I'm going to lose a PowerPoint here. Um, you know, but I, I think uh, what I might do, Ray, if I can do this a little bit, can I maybe ship it to you? Yep. Okay, let me let me do that and see if that that does anything. And if not, we'll just we're just going to talk off the cuff. How's that? All right, give me one second to send an email to Ray. Oh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to send an email, Ray, if I don't have internet. Let's let's give it up. Okay, let's just keep talking. Okay, so let, let's get into this. So uh, we left off and uh, we're talking about setting out during the night with a few others. Okay, so I, I think, I don't know what you guys talked about while I was gone, other than that idiot lost his internet signal. Um, but I think the one thing that we have to take a look at is, you, you know, um, how are we managing our time? You know, so the one thing, like I know when I had a big project at one point, I started to realize with five kids, the only time I could do anything for myself was from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. You know, and I, I think that um, there's no distractions when you when you set that up as a leader. And I think you have to provide yourself that kind of time when you're into a project. And I think Nehemiah wanted to get out where there was no distractions. Right. He wanted to, uh, you know, simply just just make sure that um, he was able to do the uh, project without any kind of. Uh, interference he was still surveying you know what was to be done yeah i also i also find it interesting that he takes a few others with him to me that demonstrates okay he is he has his group of people that are his team as it were that uh they're the group that is helping him accomplish this task i think that's an important aspect too yeah, you wonder who was on that team, Matt. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I find that fascinating that they don't, they don't articulate that either in this passage. That you know, who are the key players? And I, mean, I think, I know. I, I, I was thinking about uh, to build off of what Matt's point is. I'm at this point, he doesn't have everything figured out, right? So sometimes in leadership, we feel like we can't talk to people until we have things figured out, but involving others in that process is, is part of leadership. It's not, uh, it's not dependent upon just ourselves. And so uh, in some way you got to think that they're, they're contributing to his thoughts and developing his plan. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Okay. Let me keep, let me keep rolling here. I think I'm able to launch back in. I see an internet signal coming. I think I have life. My hope is that I can get this. So make it a little easier. Got too many things going on. We were just saying when you were off, Mike, a good leader is prepared. Uh, That's right. That's right. <laughs> so the hope is, look at that. That was low, Ryan. You kicked him when he's down, man. <laughs> 